This election is a choice. This election will determine whether we can come together. This election is absolutely crucial. What's really important, of course, is 12 us in a giant straight through rival. Please explain. You're listening to the 4ZZZ Breaks the Election podcast. Hello, election watchers. Welcome to the 4ZZZ Breaks the Election podcast, where our newsroom breaks down what is happening in the election for April 29, 2022, just 22 full de- campaigning days from the federal election. My name is Alexis Pink. I'm the news coordinator here at 4ZZZ, and joining us today is the 4ZZZ newsroom. Hi, my name's Charlie. I'm studying journalism communications at UQ. Hi, my name's Brad Sash. I am studying film at the Queensland School of Film and Television. On today's show, the debate over Catherine Deeves' comments continues, aged care workers strike against Morrison, Anthony Albanese gets back on the campaign trail, and a dire situation for Joe Dyer. So, let's start at the top. Brad, what is happening with Catherine Deeves and the ongoing debate about transgender rights? Well, the the divisive Liberal candidate for Rohingya... Catherine Deves was on the agenda this morning for RN Breakfast. Frydenberg proclaimed himself as a progressive moderate on a range of issues before being asked his thoughts on whether or not Deves should be disendorsed due to her controversial history of making transphobic remarks. Whilst Frydenberg spoke out against the nature of the comments themselves, he failed to condemn the message itself. Here's a little bit of that. And I'm happy to have that debate based on the issues. But when you start bringing in these analogies or that level of terminology, um, I do think that that both diminishes the person who's making the argument, but it also distracts from the real issues at play. A few hours later, and Deves herself was in the 2GB studio with Ben Fordham, someone who has consistently defended her during her recent controversies. Uh, look, when the member for North Sydney uh, was saying those things, uh, what what I thought is that this is an argument about equality and fairness. And I'm standing up for women and girls in this space. Uh, there is a collision of rights. And when we have these disagreements about human rights, we really should be able to conduct these debates in a respectful um, in a respectful way. Fordham then asked Steves if she was transphobic, to which she said that she was not, and cited as evidence that she voted for same-sex marriage. This is despite the fact that Deeves has consistently made statements in direct alignment with transphobic ideas and legislation. Um, this is in the news again. Let's talk about the differences in the Liberal Party here. Josh Frydenberg, Catherine Deeves, obviously different um, places on this. Is it hurting the Liberals in this election? Oh, absolutely. It's 100% hurting the Liberals. They can't... They have to show a united front. One of their biggest uh, wins over Labour has been to say, well, the Labour Party is controlled by factions. And here we are seeing a Liberal Party that backstabbing each other. It's not a good look. Yeah, there was even the um, local member, Trevor Evans, at a um, forum the other night who had to publicly uh, denounce Catherine Deves actions you know so that's um trevor evans the member for brisbane yes yeah what's happening with this aged care strike at the moment on the 10th of may the the aged care workers are going to strike um it's for better pay it's for better working conditions and it's actually the first time in the history of, of the nation that the aged care workers have nationally striked and given it's during an election campaign the ramifications are huge 
The United Workers Union Aged Care Director Carolyn Smith said today that the workers are taking the unprecedented step of striking because their pay and conditions are failing workers and residents. It is a big industry. It's going to mean a lot of people are going to be out on strike. Is this yet another not a good sign for the Liberals during this election, considering that people in their retirement years are fairly strong voters for the coalition? Well, it's just the roll-on effect. We've seen it in almost every other line of work, every other area. We've just seen people who have traditionally been so staunchly liberal start to go and vote independent, or even in some cases vote Labour. This is a trend that we've been seeing people shaping up to do since even 2019. Yeah, I do think there'll be a huge push towards more um, independent politicians this uh, election just because of people losing their faith in their LNP for various reasons. All right, so one of the reasons they might be losing faith is because of the Royal Commission into Disability Care in, in Australia not really delivering much in the way of tangible results for the aged care, for the aged care system. Do you think there's some space for Labour to make a stand on this issue? Well, I think Labor is beginning to to make a stand on this issue. Uh, We saw in Albanese's budget reply, he focused very intensely on aged care, on nurses 24-7. It's very clear that Labor is jumping on this aged care. They are exploiting it every place that they can to try and bring people across away from the Liberal Party. All right, so let's go on to another story. Let's talk about Anthony Albanese's return to the campaign trail. Charlie, take us away. Yep, so um, Anthony Albanese has left isolation after testing positive for COVID-19 last week. Albanese's return to the fray has sparked this conversation about where and if the next debate will be taking place. Currently, Albanese is asked if the Prime Minister and him could meet like adults with a direct push for the debate to be held on either the ABC or the National Press Club. Currently, the PM is pushing for the debate to be held on Channel 9 instead of the National Broadcaster on the 8th of May. So that, that's an interesting thing to hear out loud. Um, the Coalition and the ABC have a very fractured relationship. Is this particular move about that fractured relationship, or is it just Scott Morrison trying to stay on his own terms? I think it's a bit of both. To be honest, I think Scott Morrison, because of the Liberal Party's huge um, emphasis on small business and sort of those kind of facets, probably would rather do something through Sky News or through Channel 9 rather than give it to the ABC at this stage of the election. All right, um, let's move on to our last story for the day. It's getting a little bit bad for Joe Dyer. So what's happening? Charlie? So, Joe Dyer is seeking urgent legal advice regarding the status of her citizenship, which she realised yesterday may make her a dual Australian-British citizen. The Australian film producer is running as a high-profile independent in the electorate of Boothby. However, if the United Kingdom has not processed her request to renounce, made in December of 2021, then her hopes of re-election will be down the drain. Under Australian law, you cannot run for public office if you hold a citizenship for a foreign nation. When asked about the impact this had on her supporters, Dyer said the following, It would be unfair for her volunteers to have wasted their time and money on printing how-to-vote cards if no one at the labyrinthine British Home Office could confirm her application had gone through. Dyer said she had come to realise the uncomfortable situation when reviewing the details of Katie Gallagher's case from 2018, where she was removed from the office for holding a dual citizenship. Gallagher was re-elected to the Senate in 2019 federal election. Okay, so 
this is really complicated. Mm. What law are we talking about? We're talking about Section 44 of the Australian Constitution. Yeah. Specifically Part I, which says, under any acknowledgement of allegiance, obedience, or adherence to foreign powers, or is subject to citizens entitled to the rights or privileges of a subject or citizen of a foreign power. That is something they can disqualify. Now, that's quite an open-ended, turn-of-the-century sort of thing to say. It's, this constitution was obviously written in 1899, 1900. Um, so the High Court has been interpreting these rules much strongly recently, starting with the um, Heather Hill case for One Nation, as well as cases in more recent times like um, Scott Ludlam and Larissa Waters and even, you know, Barnaby Joyce. The interpretation that is currently being used is that foreign citizens and dual citizens cannot sit in Parliament. An Australian-born person with Australian citizenship who has acquired foreign citizenship without their own knowledge is also disqualified. And that citizenship can be acquired from family members who have migrated to Australia. Around half of Australians who have a parent who was born overseas might be in this situation. That's got to be a lot of people. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, this has affected the AEC as well. They have put a lot more effort into tracking these pieces of information, where your grandparents were born, where your parents were born, whether you have these sort of overseas links. But apparently it's still not picking up everyone that should be there. Like, a Labour candidate before this selection period started also had to pull out for exactly the same reason. Is this rule just impossible to to enforce realistically is not knowing that you may have a citizenship somewhere else in the world just too rigid a choice to make as far as trying to keep foreign influence out of government i feel like at this point those kind of like draconian um laws just should absolutely be repealed or at least like reformed because i don't know exactly what the fear would be with Joe Dyer if she was a dual citizen dual, dual citizen to be a part of parliament and then somehow sabotage our government with you know not having loyalties 100% to Australia I just don't think that's what would happen so the high court has made its decision on these things that interpretation comes from them so it is technically enforceable whether it's a good idea or not is another thing entirely in an election where we're talking about you know foreign influence this is really pertinent right now so that's all the time we've got for on the podcast today thank you for listening to the four triple z breaks the election podcast for more news head to four triple z.org.au forward slash news or listen to four triple z on 102.1 fm on dab plus digital radio via the four triple z website or on your favorite podcasting app if you have a tip off or feedback about the show please email us newsroom at four triple z.org.au and if you'd like to support us please head to our website, fortriplez.org.au forward slash support to become a subscriber to Fortriplez. Thank you for joining us today. We'll see you tomorrow.